Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Hello and welcome to the Global Watch, the international prayer room. It's Tuesday, the 10th of January, 2023. It's 3 p.m. Jerusalem time, and we're in the second week of Unveiling for Reformation, 21 days of prayer and fasting. This week's focusing on the corporate call of the Watchmen, and this is the Armenian Watch, hosted by Lena Mamjan, with guest speaker and Kemo Kamiri. Lena, we just want to bless you and the Armenian people. Thank you for all you do on this watch. And Kem, you are such a blessing to the Global Watch. We thank you that you're able to be our guest speaker today. So I'll pass it over to Lena to welcome you. Yes, hello everyone. It is the Armenian Watch, but because of the, um, uh, the focus for the unveiling for Reformation, we have a special speaker, like Vic said, and I want to introduce him. So Kem Okamiri, we all know him as as the one who one of the leaders of the africa watch but he is also known for his understanding of the times and the seasons we have seen his post on signal and he especially we know him as the one who understands the time and the season and i believe he's a leader in a mission organization and a mission school welcome cam thank you for leading us today so it's all yours and good afternoon, good morning. It's afternoon here. It's about 2 p.m. here now. And some of you, I know it's morning, but whether it's morning or evening or whatever it is there, I trust that the Lord is going to give us a blessed time together. And um, so we trust him. Would I just ask Vic if you can say an opening prayer for us as we go on? Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you, Father, that we're, we're gathered together in this time of prayer and fasting to, to bless you, to learn more about you, to hear what you have been saying through our brother and Cam. And we pray that, Holy Spirit, that you would come and lead and guide us. Jenny gave us the prompt this morning, and we want to follow that prompt. So, Holy Spirit, you're in charge. It's your meeting. So, if you want to change what Cam's got to say... <laughs> putting him on the spot, then go ahead and do it, Holy Spirit, because you're in charge. We bless you, Enkem. Thank you. Enkem, hey, over to you. Thank you, Vic. Thank you so much. I want to thank God for, thank all of you for the privilege and uh, to be able to share in this season of unveiling for reformation. Like I shared with some people earlier, for me, the Global Watch platform has been a place of learning and growing, having fellowship with others and having a Global Watch platform has helped me to grow, learn things from others. And I'm really glad for, I'm really grateful to you for this opportunity to share something. And I have also been greatly blessed by the previous ministers, those who ministered to us besides Fred and Sue, Mary shared, and Shelley also had ministered. And in the morning we had a Mama Jenny, that's how we will call her in Africa. She really blessed my heart. And each of these 
people who have shared had laid foundation for what I trust God to bring at this time. And I'm supposed to be speaking about, about biblical patterns, the place of biblical patterns and science of the times in corporate prayer. I would just go on to say that we cannot overemphasize the importance of understanding uh, times and seasons. First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32 talks about the sons of Issachar who had understanding of times to know what Israel ought to do. And of course, they did what Israel ought to do. Zechariah 10, verse 1 says, teaches us to ask the Lord for things in their season. He said, ask the Lord for rain in the time of rain. And he will give flashes and thunders. We're supposed to ask for things in their time. We also know from Ecclesiastes chapter three, it talks, it says that for everything there is a season and a time, every purpose under heaven, every purpose under heaven as a time, whether it's a good one or a bad purpose, every purpose under heaven has a time and a season. But what we do not have in those passages is how do I know the time? How do I know the time for war? How do I know when it's time to be burned? How do I know when it's time to die? How do I know when it's time to scatter? How do I know? If I don't know the time of rain, how am I going to be asking for rain in the time of rain? I need to know the time of rain. I need to know. I need to know. It's easier when we know that every TV program or radio program has a time scheduled for it. But if you don't know the time when those programs are supposed to come up, it becomes difficult to follow up. So it's important now that we know that we need to ask the Lord for things in their time to know what time is for this purpose or what purpose is for now. What should I be asking for now? What should I be praying for in this situation or at this time? And we have a number of us to share. There are three basic ways. That means there could be more. There are three basic ways that the Lord can help us to come into understanding of times and seasons. The first is observation. Jesus says something in Matthew chapter 16, verse two to three. Matthew chapter six, 16, verse two to three. And in that passage, he was talking about those who wanted to know the signs. And he said, you know how to tell what the weather is, but you can't use the same method to understand what the season is. So observation. So it's, we can be guided to see when you see something like this happen, when you see the cloud change, it means rain is about to come. We also have that in Matthew chapter 24, 32 and 33. Jesus was talking about learning from the parable, learning from the parable of the fig tree. He said, when you see this happening, 
just know that the time is near. So observation helps us to know what the time is. The second thing that helps us to understand times and seasons is revelation. Revelation. The Lord tells us what is about to happen. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 2, 21 to 24, Daniel was praying, and the angel Gabriel came to him. He said, I have come to give you understanding. I have come to help you understand the time. 70 weeks are appointed for your people. And he, the, by revelation, he came into understanding of the time of the time. And then we have in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27, Jenny made reference to this passage in the morning and how that one thing she said that just got my attention. He said, as watchmen, we need to watch that was profound. Is that watchmen, we need to watch God. And she added, said, because we never know what God is going to do. We never know. And that really got my attention. So we need to watch God. We need to hear how he's going and where he's going and be able to follow. So revelation. So sometimes the Holy Spirit, how can you say that we don't know what to pray for? I see things happening in my country. I see things happening around me. And how can you say I don't know what to pray for? But that's the truth. We don't know what to ask for. And that's the truth. Think about Joseph. Joseph met the butler in the prison. And he said to the butler, please, when it's good for you, please remember me and mention me to Pharaoh. Because I was brought here unjustly. And the point is, if the butler had mentioned him to Pharaoh and Pharaoh released him from prison, where would he go from there? So that sounded like a good prayer, but you could tell, yes, you have something in mind, but you don't really know what to ask for. So we need the Holy Spirit. And thank you, Vic, for that song. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the presence of God to know where we are going, to know where we're going. So Romans 8, 26 and 27 comes to that. And in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, the Lord called John. He said, John, come up hither. And I will show you the things that must come hereafter. So whether the revelation is by dream or by vision or an impression on our heart or by prophecy, the fact is that we would not be able to know what to ask at certain times unless the Holy Spirit brings us into that understanding to say, go in this direction. Sometimes we know that sometimes we're praying. We just, oh, let's pray about this. And as we get on praying, the Lord just ministers to somebody and said, I think we need to pray about this now. I think we, and before when the prayer topic just changes, we started off with something and then we get into something else. And that's the Holy Spirit guiding us about how to pray and what to pray. Now, there is the other part. That is the part that I am going to dwell a little more on. And that is about understanding times and seasons from the Bible. I enjoyed it a lot when Shelly said a few days ago, he said, look, I want the Bible. I want us to go to the Bible and get this thing because that's our foundation. That's where we lean on. That, that's it. 
we have to stand on the word. We have to. Psalm chapter 119 verse 105 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If God's word is light, and of course we know the reason we see is because of light. It's not just that we have eyes. We need light to be able to see. So the word, your word is a lamp unto my feet. So if the word is light, the word ought to be able to guide us. This is the next thing you can do. This is the next thing. This is the next thing. This is where to go. This is where not to go and all that. So we have observation. We have revelation from the spirit. And we also have the word, and I am going to be dwelling on that. But I just like to say that what I'm going to be sharing at this time, I did not always know. I didn't always know I had, I've been involved in pastoral ministry since 1990. And about it was around 2012 in the month of August that in a prayer time like this, the Lord said to me, this is the 21st century. And I said, yes, this is 2012. So what's it? So the Lord said, I'm going to show you in my word how to understand what's happening in the 21st century and what you need to be praying about and how you need to come into understanding, to know what I'm doing, to know what the enemy is doing, to understand what people are doing in the 21st century. It was funny, and that's not, that's, that has not been my pattern. I'm a chapter and verse person. Just show me, tell me the book, tell me the chapter, tell me the verse. That's what I want. So when this thing about, I would tell you to about number, it was so strange to me. But we have learned on this watch that it's a journey. We have to grow. We just keep following the Lord and you're watching the Lord. Because sometimes when we are praying for something, the truth is we might not be ready really for what we're praying for. We might not be ready for it. I believe that Peter was praying that the word of God was spread. But when he started healing, kill and eat, it became evident that he wasn't ready for what he was asking God to do. So when the Lord said to me, I want you to go to the 21st book of the Bible, and I'm going to reveal to you the 21st century. And I want you to read the 21st chapters of the Bible. So I started reading the 21st book of the Bible and the 21st chapters of the Bible. And he began to show me things. And I said, Lord, I, I, how am I going to tell anybody that you, what you want for the 21st century is in the 21st book of the Bible and 21st chapters of the Bible. I can't say that to anybody. How am I going to say that? That's not who I am. That's not how you brought me up. I was raised in the assembly of God and I have, I have been influenced a lot by the scripture union. So how am I going to say that? You know, I've been taught about rightly dividing the word so how do I just come up and start telling everybody, you can find the 21st century in the 21st book of the Bible and go to the 21st chapters of the Bible. It didn't make sense to me. I said, Lord, if I'm going to say this, then you have to show me that I can find 21st century in the Bible. I can find the 16th century in the Bible. I can find the 21st century in the Bible. 
And it's as if the Lord said, okay, I take the challenge. You go to the Bible, I'll do the yeah, work. <laughs> oh, yeah, but the uh, trouble is, so I, I just started, turn it down. I started reading the Bible. I started reading. I would read, go to Genesis, the first book of the Bible. I would learn about the first century. I will read the second book of the Bible. I will learn about second century. I will read the third book of the Bible. And I was just, and the whole thing was just, corresponding and it was i couldn't understand it but it was just falling in place right before my eye we started i began to shade and then we started something here that every 21st day of the month we met and we were just praying about the things that the lord was revealing concerning the 21st century so every 21st day of the month we had leaders prayer leaders pastors coming from different parts of the city and we just gave ourselves to prayer then Late in 2013, the Lord said, I'm going to show you how to understand every year in the 21st century. I said, what is all this? We went to the same thing. He began to unveil that to me. Some years later, he said, I want to show you how you can use the same model to understand the seasons of nations and the seasons of leaders. Ah, Lord. 2018, he said, I'm going to show you how you can understand the weeks and the days and all of that. And he was just, and it's not as if all this was coming cheap. With It came with criticisms. Those who know, he said, we don't know how he's getting what he's getting. We don't know what he's reading. We don't know where he's getting all this. And we don't know what is happening. What's happening to this guy? Why is he just talking about times and seasons and times and seasons? But I was like a man under arrest. I couldn't say no to this. I wanted in my flesh to say, Lord, enough. I don't want this anymore. I just don't want this. I remember many times I would go to my wife and say, I don't think I should be saying this. I don't think, I don't understand. What is all this about? So I decided that I was going to ask the Lord. I said, Lord, why am I doing what I'm, I'm doing? Why am I doing this? It's not, I don't understand it, but I know it's, it's looking very real to me, but I don't understand it. Then the Lord says something to me, and this is where the patterns began to fall into place. He said, I want you to know that the first thing I did in creation was to establish times and seasons. And as I established times and seasons, I took control of the times and began to fill my purpose into each time. On the first day, I said, let there be light. Because the moment said, the when the Lord said the evening and the morning were the first day, he said, that's when I established times and seasons. So I took the second day, I made what I wanted. I took the third day, I made what I wanted until the last day. He said, this is exactly how I want my people to take charge of season, that every season is a gate when purposes come. But I want my people to arrest the season and fill each season with my purpose. 
not what they are thinking, not what is happening, to take charge of the season and fill each season with my purpose. He said, I fill time with what I wanted, but I want my people to go to my word and fill each season with the time. And so this is what he said. He said, so in creation, I laid the foundation for times and seasons. And this is what happened. He said to me, everything that happens on earth, everything that happens on earth follows the order of creation, beginning with the book. So he showed me how that the 66 books of the Bible follow the order of creation. And Lena, I think you have a chat. <laughs> I, sent you a, I sent you a chat, and maybe we can share a bit of that. One of the chats, maybe chat number three, chat number four. The... You want me to, should I share it on the screen, right? Yeah, you Is can that... share that on the screen. You can, if you have it, if you can. So let's have that on the screen, the creation and Bible books charts. So we saw that, so every book of the Bible, so what you have here, you have the seven days of creation, what God did on the seven days of creation. And then as you go down, you see how that each book of the Bible fits. If you have the Bible books listed there, you'll find that on the first day, you have Genesis, you have Ruth, you have Ezra. These are first season books. And when you read this, when you read these books, you see how they correspond to what God did on the first day of creation. When you read the books that fall under the second day of creation, you see how they correspond to the second day of creation. And it's just in that order. This is the order that we find in the word of God. And I know that those who wrote the word of God were not the one who arranged the Bible. So it's amazing how that the Bible could so fit the arrangement of the Bible followed the order of creation. Now, the same thing we have with the chapters. In one of the charts there, maybe the second one, you see the same thing it'll fit in how do the books of the bible fit so creation is the original pattern and so by these other books of the bible fitting in it helps us to go to the word of god and find what is in these patterns and that becomes what God had in mind for that season. For example, we're talking about 2023. If you look at one of those charts, maybe the first or the second, you're going to find you know, that 2023 is the second in the fourth seven. So it lines up with what God did on the second day of creation, how that he broke the monopoly of the waters and made space. And so when you read the 23rd book of the Bible, God doing the same thing, breaking down monopolies and evil controlling powers 
to make a way. Babylon has to fall. These kingdoms have to fall. Lucifer has to fall so that a way will be made for people who are under. So every book of the Bible and every chapter of the Bible feeds into the creation order. And also, those who wrote the book were not the ones who arranged the book in their present order. And those who arranged the books were not the ones who assigned chapter numbers to the narratives. So now I want to know what to pray about. How do I know the time? Because the Bible said, ask the Lord for rain in the time of rain. And the word of God is my light. The word of God is my light. So I go to the word of God and I find, you know, where, locate where this season is. For example, we said here that Genesis, the first day of creation, you are dealing with the first in every seven years, the first seven years in every 49 years, the first 49 years in every 243 years and all that. That's a little complex, but outlines are going to be there for us to use and try to understand what I'm sharing. So that now helps us to be able to say, yeah, this is a season we are in, and this is what the pattern in God's word has revealed concerning this. And then that empowers us to pray and say, Lord, in addition to observation, in addition to revelation, we have the backing of patterns in your word to know what we can ask of you at this time. Recently, just last week, we, when the Kevin McCart was, was going through the ballots to become the 53rd Speaker of the House. That's important. That's all we need to know. Oh, this is the 53rd. So what does the Lord reveal concerning the 53rd? We go to Isaiah 53, and then you begin to read, oh, who had believed our report, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And that's exactly what he went through, that he had to go through 15 ballots. That was a fight. That was a tough one. He was bruised for our transgression. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his tribe. He went through all those things to be able to get to where, you know, he is today. And it's not over. He's a 50 thought. We have a pattern in God's word that this is how to pray into his season. And what we are doing is find something that the Lord has spoken and then lay hold on that and begin to call that into existence, just like God will say, let there be light, let there be a firmament, let there be this, let there be that. So we look into the patterns of, in God's word and pull out what God is saying and begin to release that, call them into being and call them into existence. And I'm going to stop about there to say, when the Lord began to say this to me, he said, what I want to do is to show everyone that I have their time in my book. I have the time of nations in the world because people will go to horoscope, they will go to this, they will go to all kinds of places, they will want to ask all kinds of people about time. He said, but I want them to know that I have their time in my hands, in my word. I have it in my word. And this is my experience 
that since I started sharing this, I have had more people read the Bible than we had done in many years. Because what's my season? Where do I need to go into the Word of God? And how do I need to pray? And all that God wants to do is to get us to his word. The reformation of Josiah in 2 Kings chapter 20 is about reading the word again. The people read the word and things came alive. God wants us to go to the word. There is no move of God that has happened in the face of earth that didn't come as a result of a revelation, a new light coming out of the word of God. So God is drawing many people to his word and it's a revolution, it's a revolution. People are getting awakened. I can't believe this. I can't believe in 2021, I had a, a former governor in one of Nigeria's states who knew me, mentioned me to him. And then he said, please let him come. And so when I got, he said, please tell me, where are we in Nigeria? What are we supposed to be praying about? And this man would never have listened to this, but he's so interested in time. Where do we know? I said, this is where we are. I showed him a book that I had written about the nine, seven years of Nigeria, and he read it. And today there's a prayer meeting holding in that former governor's house because he wants to know times and seasons. He wants to understand. And that led him to the word of God, and that led to prayer in his house. And then something is happening. So this is it. And you know, Ecclesiastes chapter nine, chapter one, verse nine and 10 says, there is nothing new. That which shall be is what had been. Meaning I already got it in my word. There is nothing new. It doesn't matter who comes up tomorrow. There is nothing new. King Charles III is the 13th monarch of the United Kingdom. There is nothing new. I had him covered in my book, the 13th book and the 13th chapters of the Bible. I have it there. Joe Biden, the 46th president of the United States, he is there. I got them there. It's all there. There is nothing new. What will be is what have been, and there is nothing new. So this is what the Lord is helping us to do, and it, it's something that I'm growing in. I haven't mastered it every day. The Lord says, I want to show you something else. And then we go in and then we start praying differently, start learning something differently. And that is what it has been. Maybe I need to stop here because I've raised some dust. And so I want to stop here. And if there's any question or any comment or whatever, maybe we can have it. Thank you. Before we take questions and Ken, is it okay if I post your chart in the signal group so people can access it? That's fine. That's fine. Okay, thanks. Yes. I'll do that now. Yep. Okay, Lena, over to you. Christine, did you have a question? Yeah. yeah, I wanted to ask if you only could repeat this when you showed this chart first time, how this rhythm comes with the first day and then the books. Also if, for instance, if I look for a number to which place I have to go to look, I didn't understood the principle and maybe it because it was so quickly when you had the first chart. Yeah, what I did simply there is, first of all, the seven days of creation. Yes. And then list every book of the Bible under this seven days of creation. So Genesis in first day, Exodus second day, because third day, and then you just keep going like that. You get to Judges, 
you come back route first day and you just keep going that way until you get to the 66th book. And what is that? You know, when any book that you are reading, you're going to find that they correspond to the creation narrative that they are that they they cue from. Okay, we have 15 minutes left. It would be good to pray into this, to pray into our understanding, revelation, and to increase our heart's desire to go deeper into the world. It feels for a door to open, you need like a combination to something to open. You need to, like you have two gadgets and they have to come, they have to align, the grooves have to align. And it feels this is like a, like a formula just to help us come into alignment with God's purposes. And it's, it is revealing a key that we can use if our prayers fit the purposes of God for the season, then the prayers will be answered. The door will be opened because we're coming into alignment with what is on God's heart for that season. We can pray into that. Time allows, but let's give Blair a chance. I think, Blair, do you have a question? Is that it? I do. Thank you. And that as, as we look into this, okay, first applying revelation, first applying observation, and then applying revelation. I'm going through the book of Revelation now. And there, okay, it got real specific. We've, these things are going to happen. And then uh, observation, okay, looking at what happened in history, trying to apply that. But there's not good evidence of, as when one-third of the, the world population died. And that's a key. We've got to find that. we got to see that. And it's not even there. How do you relate these things? Because that is essential. If we're not using, clearly God does things. And okay, pay attention now. But to us who are living after those things, it can be very difficult to find those things. That's what I'm finding in going through the book of Revelation. And I just did this very recently. And okay, there's very little. So how do you, because if it's done wrong, then we're just, then we're chasing our tail like this cat here. And you know, that how do we see that we are observing these things from God and it lines up and then so too the revelation. And because where did you go to learn about when revelations happen? It's very specific. And I believe that we is given to be a blessing so that we do see, but you can't all there. Yeah, sometimes we can pray because we have seen things and watchmen are to see ahead. Watchmen see the enemy before the enemy gets close. Watchman sees what's happening before it happens. Many times we only respond and react to news. Something is already in the news and that's when we wake up and say, oh, yeah, we need to pray. And that's fine. We see things happening and then we say, we need to pray now. But watchmen can pray even one year before it comes to the news. Watchmen can see something in the world and say, hey, this is what's ahead and we need to start praying right now. So, before the news come, we're going to head into prayer. And that's being a watchman. The watchman sees before it gets close. And then he alerts and said, let's begin to pray at this time. 
when God spoke to us about the sin in our own nation, I was talking about, hey, we're in the nine, seven years, and this is what happens. This is what I've seen in the world. There's killings, there's this, there's that, there's the other one. And we weren't even very close to what all those happening. And then all of a sudden we shared, and everywhere right now in Nigeria, we're praying for a David to come. And we know that David showed up in the ninth book of the Bible. So we can see ahead of time and then begin to pray. The news is not there yet, but we run ahead of time and begin to pray before the world and the enemy gets to where we are. So we're not waiting until we see. It's fine when we see and then we start praying, but we can go ahead and know what is ahead of us before we, we start praying. In 2014, here we're saying, hey, a year of disaster is coming. And we saw all that. If you read all the 14 chapters of the Bible, 14 book of the Bible, you see these things play out. Whether it is 14th century or whether it's 2014 or whether it is whatever 14, they are playing out in scriptures. And so now it happens in real life. But we can capture this from God's word that we have a pattern that the Holy Spirit is helping us to understand. And then we run ahead and begin to pray and begin to act so that we, can, we don't have to get into certain situations. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 12 says, because men do not understand their seasons, they, are, they run into nets, cruel nets, when these things come upon them suddenly. Surprise is the enemy's greatest attack. Matthew chapter 24, 43 said, if the good man had known the time when the thief will come, he would have watched and not suffer his house to be broken into. But because it has to happen, and then like in my country, oh, there's riot, oh, this is happening. But God can help us to come into this. The same way he gives a prophecy, gives a revelation, through patterns in God's word, we can see this thing coming and then begin to pray. Thank you. The challenge, okay, as an engineer background, all right, the challenge is, God's given us a lot in Revelation, Daniel, different places. And I recognize that, I think it's Micah, in Micah that it says that, you know, that God does nothing without first revealing to his prophets. Yes. But so too, we need to be centered, like this is where we are, like in the book of Revelation, and be able to say that. And so that we have some validity that it's evidence that, yes, we are seeing what God is doing. And here's the evidence, you know, that we, we can see this, that it is a pattern. Is because how many times has the church gone off and done some crazy things, okay? The whole crusades, that was not according to the will of God. So that's the point. And, and I can appreciate this, but I also want to, okay, in the fear of God, <laughs> we check, okay, are we sure here? Lord, come on now. That's the point. Nina, can I just ask a question? Is it true that the Hebrew Bible's in a different order for the Old Testament? I just wondered how that fits in. Obviously, we're English Bible, and I'm a great fan of what you're doing, Kim. And so, but so when you put the Bible order, 
then you, you we're obviously using the bible we use but i was just looking up something because i've heard people saying something about the hebrew bibles in a different order in the old testament so i just wondered how you thought of that if you have i learned that the order in our bible came from the septuagint and for me that's authoritative enough the order in the bible that we have the old testament and that's the amazing thing those who are in the old testament are not those who are in the new testament but what i'm interested in is in the fittingness of this how that we come into this how i see that you know what god has said in this what god has done here runs through scriptures this, this is what happened i want you to try this i want you to try this when you read the bible read this way read all first chapters together read all second chapters together read all third chapters together and in that order you will be amazed you will be amazed at the how things just fall into place for example how come that you have a woman always in the second chapter a woman playing a key role how come that the voice of god comes in the third adam moses samuel a voice comes from heaven this is my son in whom please how come it happened why do we have adversities and trials and temptations in the fourth chapters all the temptations of jesus in the fourth chapters there was no persecution in the book of acts until you get to the fourth chapter you know the fourth chapter of the bible cain killed his brother it looks like trouble is just coming when you come to the fourth chapter that's why in that chapter i had to put because the fourth is the midpoint is a bridge season and that's exactly what happens it acts out in history it acts out in history everywhere you go <laughs> if you have a fourth born in your family that's the strangest fellow in the family you know what happened why is that why is that so when you read that you look at all the fifth chapters together you look at all the sixth chapters together why do we have food problem in every sixth chapter god spoke to man about food in genesis in the on the sixth day of creation see i have given you food matthew chapter 6 take note or say what shall we eat second kings chapter 6 two women agreed to kill their children to eat for food acts chapter 6 food was a problem there was murmuring in the church jesus fed multitude in, in john chapter 6 in luke chapter in luke chapter 6 and in mark chapter 6 so you just have that why do we have the flesh playing out in the fifth chapters acts of apostles chapter 5 ananias and sapphira first corinthians chapter 5 a man is sleeping with his father's wife galatians chapter 5 the works of the flesh are manifest second kings chapter 5 you have elisha's servant playing to the flesh joshua chapter 5 we have to cut off the flesh so they can end the reproach of egypt so this is how it plays out so when you read the bible because this not just about finding the plan of god or finding times and seasons in the word it is also about reading the word from a times and seasons perspective that's right 
You read the Word of God from a times and seasons perspective. We have a chronological Bible. We have a topical Bible. We have all kinds of Bible. But you are reading the Bible from a time seasons perspective because you want to understand times and seasons and pray into times and seasons. This is the order it happens. So any chapter of the Bible you want, you really want to read chapter 10, read the 10th book of the Bible and read the 10 chapters of the Bible. You see how they fit. How come great prayers are answered in the 10th? In the 10th book of the Bible, David becomes king. His prayers are answered. In 1 Samuel chapter 10, Saul becomes king and he's told his donkeys are found. Acts chapter 10, Colinius, your prayers are answered. Joshua chapter 10, oh, let the sun stand still and God hears a man. So you see these patterns are there. That's what makes it a pattern because it's spread throughout the word of God. Thank you. Thank you, Cam. That's, that is great wisdom. And it is for us to search a matter and to search for ourselves and enter into how God and the Holy Spirit is leading us. Jenny Hagar, would it be okay to ask you, it's actually a request from Shirley, <laughs> if you could lead us in closing and any wisdom that you want to add to this and then close us, please, may I ask? Thanks, Jenny. This has been an amazing time and this time it was coming to me and again this is the renewal of our minds and so I think most of us this is how can I say we I think we want to all go away and start digging deeper into our Bibles and working through what you are sharing with us and growing in that revelation ourselves so thank you so much you are a courageous man because whenever the Lord gives people fresh new revelation, it, it, they need the courage of the Lord to be able to step out. And I think, as you're saying, your love of the word is so infectious and the patterns God is giving you in it. But I'm just, I've taken so many notes, but I want to listen to you again on YouTube when it's put up on YouTube. Who hands up those that want to listen to it again on YouTube? Because you talk fast too. And thank you to those that were writing the scriptures down because I didn't always catch them. But can I just pray then? Is that what you'd like, Lena? Yeah. So, Father, we want to pray such a blessing on the chem, Father, with this revelation that you have given him, Father. And we're asking that now you impart to us that revelation. Lord, we ask you to help us go away and walk it out ourselves in these patterns that we know the seasons and the times. Father, we can see that this will strengthen us in the days ahead. Lord, we also see that as those of us that are intercessors, that as we decree the word of God, that may this give us deeper insight into our times of decreeing, into our seasons of decreeing. Lord, you're putting a key in the lock and you're turning that key. And we want, as you open that door to us, Father, we want to go in. We want to search you the hidden treasures of darkness, these kingdom mysteries that the world does not know, but that you are showing us, Father. So we bless Nakem, Father, and we ask that you continue to give him the wisdom and the discernment to share this word that you're giving to him. 
We ask that it spreads according to your will and purpose across the churches. And we ask, Lord, that we do come into a divine understanding ourselves, that we grow in, in, in the patterns that are showing us the times and the seasons. Thank you so much, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And the charts have been posted in Signal and I'll send it via email to those who've contacted me in the chat. So let's all unmute and bless Enkem and thank him for Ooh. what he's done today. Yes. Thank you, Enkem. God bless you. Thank you, Enkem. It was amazing. God bless you. Awesome. Blessings, everyone. Shalom. Good to see you back, Amy. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye.